Hey, everybody, and welcome to This Week in Apple. I'm your host, John Asalon. Glad you could join me again for episode number 71 with an asterisk. I was uh, informed that I skipped over, I think, what should have been episode 68 and uh, put it up as episode number 69 and, and then went on from there. So, uh, look, I made a mistake. I'm not going to go back. This will be always and for eternity known as episode number 71. Uh, my math doesn't work all that well at times. But uh, again, glad you could uh, be a part of the podcast. Uh, going to have a pretty good show. Actually, a very good show today. I'm going to interview Dan Velderain from Southern California, who has an interesting uh, story, an Apple player, and uh, we'll be talking to him about his uh, Apple experiences and also his uh, personal life, which is very interesting, and uh, uh, we'll be getting to that very shortly. But first, we'll catch up on uh, things uh, currently in the news. The Washington Nationals are the world champions of baseball. Congratulations to them. They won in seven games. First time in uh, the history of major sporting events that every game was won by the visiting team. Never before has happened uh, in baseball, basketball, football, or hockey. Well, football doesn't count, but, um, uh, but those sports that have a championship series, um, probably never going to see that again. That, that was uh, very unusual and um, uh, a very interesting series. I was talking with John Herson a little while ago and told him that it's the first time in quite a few years that I watched every inning of every World Series game. I've, I've kind of lost my, my uh, passion for the current day baseball, the home runs and the strikeouts, uh, really just kind of bore me, but I was telling him also that I thought that at least in the World Series, there was uh, a little bit of getting back to small ball. They were bunning, they were stealing bases, not very much, but more than you'll see during a regular season. And of course, being the postseason, and especially the World Series, you're going to try to scratch out as many runs as you can. Uh, but I thought it was an enjoyable series. Um, didn't really have any rooting interest into two teams, maybe slight edge uh, to the Nationals because I am an acquaintance, well, just a, a, a uh, I guess a kind of a friend of, of Adam Eaton, who I uh, interviewed a few years back uh, when he was with the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Adam's a local guy from uh, uh, Springboro, uh, from Springfield, Ohio, uh, just up the road here. Went to Miami University uh, at Oxford, uh, about 45 minutes from where I'm at and also played for the summer team that I broadcast for. So I have that connection with Adam, so I was very happy to see him. And he played a major part in the World Series. So again, congratulations to the Nats uh, for winning it. Uh, Also, um, a big topic of the World Series was the umpiring. And, uh, you know, I I look at it this way. If you have never umpired, uh, it's tough to judge. Uh, because those guys have a tough, tough job. And especially when it comes to balls and strikes, if you miss a play on the field, you can be criticized for being out of position or for just not seeing it. But this game moves very fast. And if you talk about a tough job, that's going behind the plate and having to judge 300 to 325 pitches a game. 
and try to get every single one right. You are not, especially when the national television audience can see a box put up there where the pitch ends up, and then they can deconstruct, well, you know, he missed that call. Now, some of the calls on balls and strikes were pretty off, but look, you get behind the plate, you're having a pitcher throw the ball at 95 to 100 miles an hour with movement, and it's supposed you're supposed to get every single call right well you're gonna miss a few let me just tell you but everybody thinks that all oh, that it's easy because i'm watching on television and there's the box and i was obviously three inches off the plate well okay that's all well and good same thing goes for broadcasters i hear all of this uh, uh criticism of joe buck look joe buck's a good play-by-play broadcaster uh, yeah, his father uh, was a, a professional broadcaster, Jack Buck, uh, a Hall of Famer. Uh, but I hear the same thing here locally about Tom Brenneman, Marty Brenneman's son, uh, who broadcast. Look, these guys are good. They do a good job. Now, whether you're upset because of nepotism, oh, they wouldn't be where they were if not for their father. Okay, uh, you can say that's legitimate, but they're good broadcasters. And again, it comes down to people out there who watch a game Listen to the broadcast, say, oh, I could do that. I'll just, I could walk into that booth and do play-by-play. Let me tell you something. No, you can't. There's a lot that goes into broadcasting. I broadcast, uh, I have broadcasted football, baseball, basketball. I'm not a professional. I don't even consider myself anywhere near the class of a Joe Buck, but it ain't easy. Even to do it at my level, you get in there and you've got a lot of things going on. You've got to do about three hours of prep and you may only get 25% of an in during a game. Uh, it ain't an easy job. So lay off Joe Buck. Yeah, you can like and dislike a broadcaster, but, you know, have your reasons. And a lot of these guys on social media do not. So, okay, there's my rant. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, uh, we're going to get uh, to my uh, interview here very shortly. At the end, uh, we will go over some of the things uh, that are current uh, with the Apple Game Company, like I always uh, try to do. And so uh, let's get right to it. When we come back, I'll have Dan Velderain from Southern California to talk about his app experiences. Hope you can stick around for that. You're listening to This Week in Apple. And welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Apple. I'm your host, John Azalon. And uh, on the line for today's podcast, we have a special guest. It is Dan Velderain. You know, I should have asked you how to pronounce your last name, but I think that's right. Uh, uh, but Dan uh, is an Apple player. He's been playing for a while and uh, uh, also has a, a quite an interesting life, past and present. And we'll talk to him about that. But uh, first of all, let's welcome Dan on, Dan. Uh, first of all, did I did I pronounce the name correctly? And welcome to this week in Apple. Yes, John. Thank you. And yes, you nailed it. Perfect. Well, it, it's, it didn't seem that hard, but I like to make everybody think that it's it's more difficult than it is. But you'd be uh, surprised. <laughs> yeah, I know. I my name is is always butchered. But anyhow, uh, uh, Dan, obviously, uh, you've played Apple uh, in your life, and what I ask all my guests to start out is. Uh, when and how you were introduced to the game and, uh, and, and how you went about it uh, in your early life. Well, actually, I discovered the game in the old Street and Smith um, ads. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, and every, every year I would, or 
like every time that baseball preview would come out, it would be, um, you know, pursue the pen at Stratomatic APA. And I'd, and I'd always send for the free information and APA was always the one that got me. However, you know, being a teenager and having to send in, I think at the time it's 30 bucks and then wait six to eight weeks. I just never did. <laughs> right. And then finally in January or on December of 85, I was in the air force at the time and my, uh, my parents got it for me for Christmas and I was the baseball and the football game. Oh, nice. And I remember that Christmas morning I played, um, it was the angels and the Dodgers and it was the 80, uh, it was the 84 season. So this is Christmas 85 is 84 season. And, um, Reggie Jackson of the Angels at the time hit a home run in his first at bat with a guy on base, and I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it just takes that one play or that one game, or uh, it, it it is amazing how you can get attached very very quickly uh, to this game. So you say it was like in the mid '80s uh, when when you uh, when you became involved. How, how old were you at the time? Let's see. Uh, I'd have just been a few days shy of my twentieth birthday. 19. Wow. That's a, that's a little bit later than a lot of guys that I've right. talked to. So now, did you play any other board games, uh, baseball or other sports? You know what? Games? No. In fact, as a matter of fact, that same Christmas, my aunt had got me the Stratomatic game. So I got them both at the same time. And uh-huh. I, I don't think I've ever rolled one game of Stratomatic. Is that right? I was hit on app and played it ever since. Nah, don't don't bother. You, you'll be disappointed. So just, <laughs> let, <laughs> just let that go. Um, so so you got it, uh, like, like you said, around 20 years old and, and you played some single games. Were you ever in any leagues uh, uh, of any sort? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. When the um, okay, so what actually hooked me on the game was when I was reading it. It's like you know, could you manage your team to win? And I used to always be frustrated with Angels coaching, you know, and managing. And I was like, <laughs> Man, I could totally win with these guys. And so that's what attracted me to the game. And so when I when I also I think when I got the game, there's a uh, an ad in there to join the app, uh, subscribe to the Epic Journal. Mm-hmm. So I did that as well, and you know they had that section where it was like league talk, and I couldn't for the life of me fathom why would you like make a league? Why would you um, break up the set and you know when right. you know if you're gonna have a league, everyone take a team type of thing. Right. Um, but I couldn't get it, and then after I got out of the Air Force, I was waiting to you know try to get on you know with my career and stuff, and I ended up um, joining a league just to I'll try it, and I joined that league in '91. And I'm still in it today. We just finished our 29th season. And, oh, no kidding. Well, mention it. What, uh, what league is it? It's the Southern California Baseball League, the SCBL here in uh, cool. SoCal. Yeah. And so uh, so you you entered in what, 91? And, and 91. How long, how long has the league been going on? The league started in 79. Wow. So it's been a while. Three, uh, three college kids uh, that ran the cross-country team, and I believe for Orange Coast College, started it. And um, – uh, well, one of those guys is still in the league, and one of the original guys from 79 is still in the league as well. Uh, Mike Davis and uh, Rich Hoddle are still in there. Yeah, some, yeah, a lot of times these guys uh, stick around for a long, long time. And, 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 and uh, you know, I was just the opposite of you. Uh, I, when I first started playing uh, baseball or card and dice games, uh, you know, I, I would just kind of replay a season or pick a team and just play games, nothing official, nothing uh, organized. Um, and then when I started playing APA, I got involved in leagues. And then I, I, I couldn't understand why people would play r- replays of, of full seasons. I'm thinking like, you know, shouldn't sh- – and, and a lot of times it was, it was, you know, when a card came out and you looked at it and you, you disputed – 
the numbers on the card, uh, you know, friends of mine would say, well, the cards are made that way so that they'll duplicate a, a, a season replay with that team. And I would, I would protest like, well, who plays replays? This should be what the guy actually <laughs> did. Not, you know, because if I got him in a league, why am I punished? Because his team was terrible. But, but you know, everybody's got their, their, their own ways of, of looking at the cards and their own ways of, of playing the game. Was that the only league uh, you've been in? Actually, um, I, I, a few years later, just because, like, we played an 84-game schedule and it wasn't, like, enough. Mm-hmm. So I joined a second league called the um, – uh, it was the Pacific 8 League. And it was a master game league. and um, But I didn't join the master game as much. And secondly, it was too, you know, following my team. I had, you know, guys that I'm rooting for for on my team this league, but on the rival, on the, it just mm, it, it didn't right. work out. So I played that for three seasons and finally left it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, the, and there's different reasons. And, and, and as usual, uh, you know, life can get in the way. I mean, have you been playing consistently since then or did you take little breaks? Actually, uh, no, no breaks. I've, I've played in, like I said, the league every year. Yeah. And then I do my own host of uh, little like solo projects I do every year. Yeah. And um, cool. so, yeah, that's 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 great because you know a lot of guys they have, they have a little break and you know marriage, kids, wife, and then they they tend to get back into it. But you've been pretty steady from the beginning. Now, uh, you know, you mentioned that you know you started playing around twenty years old. Now you. Um, uh, just retired recently, did you not? Yes, in and sixteen, I retired. Twenty, okay, two thousand sixteen, so about three years ago. And you were you were in law enforcement. Talk a little bit about your career there. Yes, um, well, like I said, uh, right out of high school, I went in the Air Force, and um, I uh, worked. I was a security policeman there for four years, and then when I got out, I applied with. I was applying with several agencies down here in South Orange or uh, in Southern California. Um, L.A. County Sheriff, LAPD, Orange County Sheriff, Garden Grove PD, and I ultimately got hired with Orange County Sheriff in 1989. So I worked there from 89 to 2016, and um, like I said, playing app all the way through it. In fact, I even, <laughs> um, I even many times have made a like a little um, travel game, if you will, and like on on downtime or whatever like that, I'd even get some games at work. So Good that worked job. out kind of nice. We, we all try to sneak those in when we can, yeah. you know, some, yeah. some can, some can't, but uh, right. so, so, that, so you had a, a long career as a, uh, as a police officer. Now, let me ask you this out in LA, Orange County, did you run into any celebrities during those times? You know what? Um, uh, no, not, not really. None, none worth mentioning. Um, but I did have some friends that did and, um, uh, but not really, I really didn't, um, right off the top of my head, you know, a uh, couple of the, um, the housewives of Orange County. Um, one of them, um, the um, ah, I forget his name already. He passed. Um, that uh, uh, Carradine. Um, you know, he had some hard times towards the end there. Um, ran into him a few times. Um, you mean Keith Carradine? Yes. The, uh, the, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And okay. um, uh, but yeah, not 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 a whole lot. Not as many as you would uh, you would think. Or and I and I worked uh-huh. the. Uh, I spent most of the majority of my career working the midnight shift. So. The only people that uh, matter are the crooks and the cops. So, I mean, I yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I got you there. But because, uh, you know, I, I was thinking, boy, I, I'd be searching out the celebrities. Of, <laughs> you, know, you know, I try to get license plate numbers, you know, nothing right. like that. I wouldn't be a very good police officer. Right. Uh, I, I, I would get busted down. But <laughs> uh, but that is a uh, uh, but but it's it, it's got to be an exciting career and a nice that you were able to uh, to continue playing APA during those times. Now, uh, you just retired, as you mentioned, in 2016. And. Uh, I've come to know that that you went on a pretty strict weight loss regimen. Talk a little bit about that and how you got started and why uh, you decided to do that. Well, uh, when I got hired, um, I weighed um, 189. And Mm -hmm. um, through the course of my career and stuff, just, you know, like you said, you know, life happens, you know, kids partying and, you know, hanging out with Mm -hmm. friends and, eating too much basically I, I got all the way up to my high was 354 wow. and so yeah. um after i retired you know there's there's stages in life you know you're born you learn how to ride a bike you go to school you graduate you go you know you get married you have kids you retire mm-hmm. and then you die so mm-hmm. um all of a sudden i'm like oh i'm retiring and so i just knew if i wanted to stretch out this retirement i needed to do something pretty drastic so i just kind of took I retired in March of 16, right on St. Patty's Day. And um, I was like, all right, for the next, you know, for at least 16, you know, I'm not going to worry about, you know, drinking beer, eating. I'm, I'm, I'm following a strict, you know, regiment eating program and uh, right. ended up losing 150 pounds and got back down to 185. And um, so I, I was like, you know, before and you know, before I got hired, I was I, I got back to like basically my my pre-hired weight, mm-hmm. and so um it uh so and it's been life changing too, and it's funny because I I um you know I tell a lot of people you know I look back at all this stuff that I was like man I'm not I thought 16 would be like one of the worst years of my life because you know I'm not going to be eat this or drink this or whatever, and what I didn't realize is just everything that I gained, um you know mm-hmm. being able to just move around and and do stuff that I just chalked up to. I'm just getting older or whatever. And so it's, it's been pretty life-changing there. And um, so, yeah. And, and that's an interesting thing because uh, a few years back, I lost 20, about 25 pounds. Now that's not a whole lot. And I, well, I, oh, it I, is, I wasn't actually. obesely overweight, but I was a little over 200 pounds and I'm only 5'10". And I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I can, I can kind of thin down and lean out. And I'm telling you, it, it's life-changing. Uh, you know, and I can only imagine uh, with the amount of weight that you lost and, and after retirement, especially, you know, and you put it perfectly, you know, you retire so that you can enjoy the rest of your life. Well, part of the enjoyment is taken away when you're carrying around too many pounds and there's a lot of things that you can't do. So you did exactly the right thing and got on track and talk a little bit about how you went about losing that weight and what kind of regimen that you went on. Well, I just basically... Eight. Um, you know, it's funny too. When I when I started when I started in the weight, I talked to the doctor and I was like, "Hey, you know, so what should I weigh? You know, my height. I'm five ten as well. Mm-hmm. What should I weigh?" And he's like, "You know, I don't know." He goes, "What'd you uh, what'd you weigh in high school?" And I was like, "Dang!" And he goes, um, <laughs> "He goes, well, you're an adult then. I mean, you know, it's pretty much that's whatever you weighed then. That's what you should be weighing. You know, you're full grown at that point." I'm like, "Oh man, I got a ways to go." <laughs> and so. Um, but I just ate, you know, several, several small meals, you know, five to six meals a day, but super small. Yeah. And I mean, there's, you know, all, you know, uh, low carb, high protein type stuff. And, sure. you know, a lot, a lot of egg whites instead of eggs and, um, yeah. you know, chicken and chicken and broccoli and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, 
and when, once it was going and once it started going, I, I didn't, um, I didn't, uh, what do you call it? Um, miss anything. I was like, you know, I like that saying, you know, um, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels type of thing. It was, it was pretty much, <laughs> right. it was pretty much, yeah, I'm putting on 34 jeans again. I'm like, what? Yeah. Before I can even buy jeans, they didn't even make them like that. You know? <laughs> So you were you were in burlap bags, yeah, I was, but yeah, I had to be walking around in sweats all the time and stuff because couldn't get no yeah. pants. So it worked out. Uh, it worked out good. Well, well, that 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 really is great, and it's it really is a great accomplishment. And congratulations to you, thank you uh, for doing that. Not only do you do it for yourself, but you, but you do it for your family as well. And 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 obviously, you know, your life is, is much more enjoyable now. And one of those things that you enjoy in life, from what I understand as well is golf so talk to me how you got involved in golf and how long you've been playing you know it's funny other, other than um other than apple golf is like the heroin in my life if you will <laughs> um you know what my my dad who's not much of a golfer at all um him and his buddies would go play nine holes once a week or whatever and when i was a, when i was a kid i wanted i always wanted to go and um you know i was like no nah, you know whatever well, anyway one time he there was a um uh an opening so he's like, yeah, you want to come? I'm like, yeah, I want to go. So we went and played nine holes at this small course out here called Willowick. And, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I didn't know how to play at all. And I ended up shooting like a 66 for like nine holes. And um, But I was hooked again. And what's funny is because I never got to go, I, I held on to that scorecard. And then every once in a while when I got to go play, I'd keep the scorecard. Well, present day, I've got all 1,283 scorecards I've ever played. And, wow. <laughs> so I've done all kinds of crazy stats with that and stuff. And um, I can pretty much tell you any course I've played and how many pars I got on that course and, you know, all this stuff now because I have all the cards. Wow. So now, now see, but that, but that, but that's kind of the app of mind. I mean, right. you save things, you keep the cards. <laughs> you know, I mean, don't you feel like there's a correlation between Well, the that two? and I think anyone outside of this listening audience thinks I'm crazy, you know, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, we've we've all been accused of being that right. uh, over over the years, no question about it. Uh, it, it t- tell me, well, first of all, tell me the best score you've ever had on what course it was. My low round, because you know, you told me that. Right, my low round is seventy eight, but that was back in two thousand four, and um, that's at uh, the Desert Springs, um, oh. in Palm Springs, and uh, my low round this year is eighty two. I've hit a couple of those. And um, so, but I, I usually shoot mid. Like last week, I played three times. I shot a an eighty-seven, an eighty-nine, and a ninety-two. So I'm in the mid mid eighties. And tomorrow, I plan on lighting it up though tomorrow morning. So we'll see. Well, yeah, you're a much better golfer than me. I I was playing fairly regularly until about maybe four years ago. I had a little bit of a back issue, and I didn't really want to uh, press it. Right. And uh, but I, I went out. Uh, Jeez, I guess it was uh, July, and I played for the first time in two years, and I shot an eighty-nine, and and that oh. to me is like incredible. I was I couldn't believe it. Right. Uh, but I always I always said that my first or second round of the year was always my best because all I was trying to do was hit the ball, and and, and but then in the fifth or sixth round that I would play, I would be 
oh, I can hit around that tree. That's not a problem. Right. You know, you think you can do more than you really can. So the first couple of times out, I'm always much better scoring because I'm not trying to do too much. So I, I but I, yeah, but I, I would like to get out and play a little bit more. Um, talk about some of the, some of the courses you've played. Cause I, I know you've played a bunch. Oh man, just, um, uh, this year alone, I played in 10 different States. I um, mean, you know, I go to the all-star game every year. So usually I use that oh, as, cool. as, as an yeah. opportunity to, um, uh, uh, go, but like, okay, so let me just bring this up here real quick. Um, so <clears throat> Tomorrow will be number round 105 for the year. My high was last Jeez. year, 114 rounds. But um, and like I said, I have it all broken down: rounds per month, rounds per day of the week, and whatnot. <laughs> but like out of the 104 rounds I've played so far, I've only played um two of them four times. Um, you know, so I, I try to play you know everywhere and all over. And yeah, let's see. Uh, like this year, states I played in California, Nevada, Arizona. Utah, Missouri, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Washington, and West Virginia. So you get around. I mean, you're you're not just staying in California because the weather's good. Right. Playing. I was going to say that's a lot of rounds, but being in California, you can play that. But you travel, so you go to see a, a, a lot of the a lot of the interesting courses. Now, the All Star Game. Am I am I correct? It was in Cleveland, right? Yes. Okay, where did you go in Ohio? Because I'm from Ohio. Okay, what so, course did you play there? Okay, so um, I played uh, the course called Boulder Creek. It's supposed to be like the number four ranked course in Ohio. Um, okay. So, um, but on that trip, you know, we actually flew out like on a Friday to Chicago. And then um, mainly because it was the cheapest and there's things we wanted to do. So on, on we landed like Saturday or Friday night at midnight, spent the night in Indiana, woke up early, drove down to Saturday to see the Tigers and Red Sox. And then um, as soon as that game was over, we spent the night because there's a place she wanted to eat at. Um, uh, <laughs> and the, so I go, I go, okay, but we have to, we, when they open eight, we have to have breakfast like at 8.05. We got to get to Pittsburgh for the Pirates and Brewers. So wow, we had see your day. Went to Pittsburgh, spent the night in Pittsburgh, and we played a course in Pennsylvania called um, uh, Stone, Stonewall. The, the clubhouse was like a castle. It's like the number three ranked course in Pennsylvania. Beautiful cool, course. Nice. Yeah. And then from there on the way to Cleveland, we stopped in West Virginia and we played a, that one wasn't very nice, but at least it was in West Virginia. There's that little finger that sticks up between Ohio and Pennsylvania. Mm, that was actually right, okay. idea. She's like, we could play in West Virginia if we stop right here. So we did. And um, <laughs> then, uh, then went to the all-star game. The next day we went to, um, I had a friend that I retired with that lives in, um, um, not Madison, but Mansfield, maybe. It's where the uh, Mansfield. Yeah, we we, yeah. we took the tour of that Shawshank Redemption prison. Yeah, that's it. Okay, Mansfield. so yeah, yeah we went exactly to Mansfield, right. yeah. and then from mm-hmm. there, um, uh, we we did a day at um, uh, the big amusement park there, um, uh, Cedar Point. In Cedar Point. Ooh, yes, that, might have been the, that, that might have been the highlight of the trip. And uh, yeah, you like Cedar Point. You go on the on the on the crazy roller coaster. Oh yeah, I went on all of them. Man, the place was unbelievable. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then and then basically drove back to Chicago and and uh, flew home. So we did a big old circle. But it was it was Man, a big trip. That sounds like I'm going to retire tomorrow after hearing yeah, that. That's it, guy. I, I, that's that's outstanding. A little baseball, a little golf, amusement parks. I mean, you can't beat it. Right. And that is, that, that, that is awesome. Now, again, being the avid golfer, it begs the question, have you ever played the app golf game? Oh yes. I, um, in fact, um, I, I, you know what? I, I had the old Apple golf game and when they, when those guys formed the TGA, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
I was like, oh, I want to join. I want to join. And, and, you know, they told me, they're like, oh, he's the new game. I'm like, shoot. So I went and bought the new game and all the courses that were available at the time. And this is going to sound dumb, but I never, I never, in the old game, they had little, little golf ball markers, like pewter markers. <laughs> yes. In the new game, they don't have those. And it was like, they don't it was like I, had, I was at a country of like, how am I going to mark my ball instead of just using any item? <laughs> and so I didn't, I didn't play in that league for like three years, the first three years. <laughs> so finally last year, I joined the league and I, and I just took a, 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 you know, a short wooden tee and like kind of sanded off the bottom. So that's what I use. <laughs> that's what I use for my markers now. And uh, hey. I joined the league, and I only played like in two or three events, mainly because of time. And I'll tell you what, that learning that game, the first hole, I think, took me 25 minutes. And yeah, um, as it as it got through, I could probably play a whole round in probably 45 minutes now. But yeah. it, it was a it was a bit of a learning curve. So I, I only played like in two or three events, but I am signed up for this year, and looking forward to the draft. And we'll try it again. Well, that that's cool, and and we'll keep track of that because I, I try to keep track of those guys on a yearly basis. We talk about the tournament uh, uh, when it, when everything's said and done, and who's who's in the finals and whatnot. So maybe we'll uh, we'll see your name in there by the time it's all maybe it's all said and done. Um, now you told me that um, you're heading off to play golf tomorrow in Vegas. Yes, I'll head off to nice. a little bit later this afternoon. Um, meeting some friends out there. They're they're there for the. There's a big drag racing event there every year at this time. And so they're out there for that. And I'm just going to come out there. We're going to play a place called Rhodes Ranch. And that, that oh, should be good. Good, man. How, I'm, you played some courses in Vegas before, though, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quite a few. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've got them out there. you gotta you, you got to wear protection because it's hot, right? It's hot in Vegas. Well, not, not right me? now. Um, <laughs> it's, it's um, I mean, the sun's still shining and stuff, but it's not like in the hundreds. You know, but yeah, during the summertime, you absolutely got to. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you ever want to know what it would feel like to to be in a city on the sun, go to Vegas, right? Because it is hot yep. in in Las Vegas, no doubt about that, it. That's the key uh, in the casinos. Yeah, well, yeah. The casinos are air conditioned though, so you you got to keep that in mind. Uh, let's get back to Apple for a second. Um, you, you're still playing in the league, correct? Correct. Okay, and uh, do you, and what other projects do you have going on, if any? Well, what I do is every year, um, you know, it's funny because I've, um, I, I do a March. Okay, I, I I love everything about March Madness. I love the bracket. Mm-hmm. I love the tournament, the one and done. You know, I have had 64 teams, sixty three games. Love everything about mm-hmm. it, but I do not like college basketball. I'm not a fan <laughs> at all. So that pretty much dampens <laughs> the whole thing. So well, yeah, a little bit. A so little back bit. in 2011, <laughs> as I came up with this idea that you know I've got you know I've I own every season from 1903 to present. To me, I recognize wow. and 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 nothing personal about the 1800s and all that, but to me, oh yeah, baseball starts when the real series started. So 1903, I have every season from 03 to 18. Hopefully, get 19 here in a couple months. And mm. um, uh, so what I do is I take the World Series winner, and um, the first year I just went from like 1927 to like present. And um, uh, I didn't have every team at that time in 11 over the last 10 years. I've got them all anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, now. Uh, so every year, the final four from the year before gets an exemption. And then I randomly draw the 60 other teams that play in the tournament and I keep career stats and all that stuff and whatever. So this year coming up in 20, will be the 10th anniversary or the diamond anniversary. I call it the 
app of baseball march madness world series super tourney and um so, <laughs> it's good if for not exactly uh, uh brevity uh related but right it's 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 but it, it serves the purpose but but it incorporates the march madness the world yes. series and super flex the super bowl it's just like the the granddaddy of them all and, and to qualify for this tournament all you got to do is win a world series so this way this this is one of the reasons why i was yeah. kind of partially rooting for the nationals because i already got the 17 astros in um you know so it's it's nice to see because some of these yeah some of these you know like you got the 72 73 and 74 a's and they're pretty much yeah, the same so team same team so yeah. um, right. so so I, I root for baseball now a little bit differently because of this and mm-hmm. um so anyway this year for the 10th year because sometimes you know there's a hundred and well now there's 115 road series teams and only 60 spots so it's not a given that you're going to get in every year, you know? Sure. So yeah. um, every once in a while, sometimes some of my favorite guys or favorite teams don't make it in. So this year, since it's the 10th anniversary, I am handpicking. Well, the, uh, the, the, the eight previous champions are automatically in, and last year's final four is automatically in, so that's 12. And then the other um, 52, I mm. will uh, handpick and select and throw them in a bag and then um, – draft them out as far as that's where they go in the bracket and it's all one game and the ace pitches every game because for example you know i don't want to yeah you guys hear man we would have won if we didn't have our third starter out there (laughs) so this is the best team the ace he goes every game and uh and it's one and done and all the way to the end you know what? That's the beauty of Apple. You can do it however you want to do right. it. Nobody can, nobody can say it's right or wrong. You know, that's a great idea. Never really thought of that. The, the, uh, the March Madness, you incorporate the whole idea of, of basketball, but you use baseball. I'm always amazed how Apple guys come up with ideas like this that, you know, I've never thought of. I think, wow, you know, that's, that's awesome. But, you know, 10 years of doing it, and it's a personal thing that you can do. And you can take your time and do it. And there's, there's no deadlines. There's, uh, you know, there's no drop dead date. You can just do it. Enjoy the game as it's played. And, you know, and it, and it, and what makes a lot of fun too, especially as you go through like historically, like for example, the 46 Cardinals have never won, but they made it to the finals two years in a row. First year they lost to the 34 Cardinals. Uh, and then the next year they lost to the 73 A's, but they've, they've been there wow, twice in a row. And, um, and then the Cardinals have won it three times. No, no team has won it twice, but organizationally, the Cardinals won it three yeah. times, and the Yankees won it the last three years in a row. 56, Ooh. 37, and 36. I'm sorry, Jeez. not 36. 37, 38, and last year's 56. Not 50. Uh, maybe 53 was last year's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, that's the, yeah, the Yankees, uh, yeah, they got their own dynasty going in your little thing, too. So, yeah. Well, if you figure, man, a third of the team is like the Yankees. It's like, sheesh. Yeah, um, right. Let me see if I can just pull this up real sure. quick. Yeah. And um, but yeah, so it's been a, it's been a lot of fun, and um, uh, yeah, it's one of my biggest projects. And the other thing I started doing just this year was okay. So you talked about replays. I've I would always like to do a replay, but just never have had the time or because I'm like it's a commitment that's like 3,000 games I see people playing yeah. like for four years I'm like I don't know if I can do that four I'm on my seven okay well okay so you, you know what I mean <laughs> and um so I am um, I don't know if I could do that so yeah, I am um, right uh what do you call it um um would, would do like a team replay which is only 162 games or yeah, whatever right and season, I, yeah. I started two of them and I, I get to about August and I know why they call the dog days of August man because 
I get midway through August and I'm I'm done. It's like I, I can't even, I haven't even finished those. So this year I thought about you know I uh, actually um, you know someone posted John Roberts I believe posted um he was doing mm-hmm. a, a starting pitcher replay and I was like oh this is perfect. So I did Ron Guidry 78 Guidry and that was a blast. Um, and he finished pretty much spot on with what he did in real life. Yeah. And it was it was a lot of fun doing yeah, that. Yeah, you're you're talking thirty to thirty five games, right. maybe you know f- close to forty. But yeah, yeah, and that's another thing that I never thought of, and that I saw in the in the uh, uh, app of Facebook pages is is doing either. Well, it could it could be a hitter or it could be a pitcher, and uh, you know, I thought I never thought about that. That would be cool to to do that, and it's limited. You only have one hundred and fifty four, one hundred sixty two games, depending on what what year you pick, but. Uh, but that that that's the beauty of the game. I mean, you come up with with any scenario or any thought that you might have that would be enjoyable to you. You can do, and you can do it. Make the rules up for it. You can take your time, take as long as you want, and and just you know you're a perfect example of doing that. These little projects, right? So so that's how I get my fix where it's not really overwhelming and I can play them pretty quick. Now, yeah. now on deck is going to be 81 Fernando. We're going to redo that one next. And, oh, um, yeah. Not yeah, to, uh, yeah. Speaking of hitters, um, another good friend of mine off the page, Joel Pike, he, he, is, he was – or I'm not, I'm not sure if he's done with it or not, but he was doing uh, Pete Rose's hitting, hitting streak, the 44 game. And he, oh, he yeah. started like day one of the streak. And uh, last I heard, he was at seven or eight, and it was still going. But I'm not sure if he's picked that up or if it's kind of died down. <laughs> but, yeah, see, that's another one. I mean, you just – any, any snippet of a season or a full season – you can get it done, and it's just what guys do to pass the time and to enjoy a game that they've been enjoying probably since they were uh, very, very young. But, uh, uh, Dan, I'll tell you, it, it's been a lot of fun talking with you. Um, I, really, congratulations on the weight loss. And, and, Thank you. And uh, that's something that is very difficult to do, but you've accomplished it. And it also sounds like you are uh, certainly an app enthusiast and a real game supporter. You've all those those teams from 1903 on. That's that's that keeps the game alive, my friend. I'll tell you what, and, as long as he keeps making them, I'll keep buying them. I know that. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Well, Dan, uh, once again, thanks for, for coming on the podcast. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. When you go to Vegas tomorrow, hit them straight, my friend. We'll do and, we'll, and we'll talk. We'll talk to you again. Maybe we'll get you in on that TGA thing when to see how you're doing there a little bit later on. Perfect. Thank you so much. Nice talking with you. And we'll talk. To you All soon. right, buddy. You got it. All Thanks, right. man. Bye-bye. Bye. And welcome back, everybody, to This Week in APA. And uh, thanks to Dan Velderine for taking the time to do that uh, podcast interview. Uh, Dan, uh, a great guy, uh, and I hope he uh, has a a well-played round of golf in Las Vegas. We all should be so fortunate as to go to there. But thanks again, uh, again to Dan for taking the time. Uh, before we go, I want to remind everybody, uh, if you haven't already, to uh, become a uh, part of the This Week in Appa podcast. You have to go to the Anchor app, download it to your phone, find the This Week in Appa uh, podcast by searching it out and then hit favorite and then you will be a part of the TWIA family. Uh, 
That way, if, if we have you on the broadcast or you can send a, a voicemail, uh, remember, you can always send me a voicemail if you have any comments, ideas uh, about the program. Uh, you got a minute to put it up there and we'll put it on the podcast uh, when we receive it. And, uh, it, and I'm going to try to come up with uh, a question every week uh, and, and have you guys uh, send me uh, the uh, one-minute voicemails about it. Uh, today, actually, I'm doing this podcast on Election Day, November 5th. Um, and, and let's talk about the election process. If you had to elect a player who has not been nominated to the Hall of Fame, or not nominated, but has been voted into the Hall of Fame, who would that be? If you could elect one player who is not yet in the Baseball Hall of Fame, who would that be? Let me know by sending me a voicemail on the uh, This Week in Appa podcast app. Uh, you can do so, and uh, I'll put some of those up, if not all of them, next week uh, when we do the new podcast. Some things coming up uh, and are up in the uh, Appa world. First of all, want to uh, congratulate Tournament Director Dick Moore of the Delaware Valley Appa League Tournament. Uh, Dick and the group of 24 managers who turned out um, had a great time and also raised $570 to the ALS fund in the name of Randy Walker. So uh, thanks and congratulations to those guys. I also want to congratulate John, uh, uh, John DePrisco, who led the 1968 Tigers to the championship. He swept Stephen Scoff, a guy that we've all heard of and know, and his 1957 Braves uh, in the two-game series. I'm assuming it was a best two out of three. And uh, you can read more about that tournament and the results uh, on the uh, uh, APA um, newsletter, which comes out every Tuesday. Also, want to congratulate Rod Cabone, who completed a replay of his 1914 Federal League replay. Now, why anybody would do the 1914 Federal League is beyond me, but that's me. Uh, but Rod did, and he completed it, and he shared a copy of his replay report, which can be found also on the APA uh, newsletter, uh, which comes through an email every week. If you're not uh, on that, go to it, go to customer support and sign up for the newsletter. A lot of good things uh, coming up new in the game company. The 1906 World Series set is out when the uh, Hitless Wonders uh, shocked the Cubs in that series. The 1948 World Series, uh, the uh, last World Series won by the Cleveland Indians. Uh, and then the 1966 World Series between Baltimore and the Dodgers, the last hurrah for the Dodgers for a long time. Uh, and also the 2000 Subway Series between the Yankees and the Mets. Those, all those sets are out uh, now uh, through the Apple Game Company. Also, um, the Giants uh, winning uh, the first of three consecutive um, even-year World Series beginning in 2010. That one is out and uh, also uh, the 2019 Masters replay of uh, men's golf season, also available now through the APA Game Company. 
Uh, so that'll wrap it up for this episode of This Week in App. Again, I want to thank my guest, Dan Velderain, and certainly all of you folks out there who listen on a regular basis. We got a couple of good uh, uh, podcasts coming up. I'm going to be interviewing a guy that used to write for Newsday, Bob Herzog. Uh, he's going to be coming up in the next week or two. And our old good friend, Charlie Fouché. Uh, I'm going to try to get him on here very soon. And so that podcast will be coming up. Uh, Charlie doing some great work with the Negro Leagues uh, cards and sets. And so uh, looking very much uh, forward to talking with those two gentlemen. So stick around, stay tuned, and uh, we'll be having another podcast Uh, certainly within a week or so. So this is John Aslan saying so long, and thanks once again for listening to This Week in APA.